0: The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio
1: is here on You know, I'm wondering if maybe there is a market for this. I could teach like classes or something. That's true. Well, like, like a class on a weekend.
0: It kind of piggybacks on the whole thing we were talking about yesterday, but I think this might be an actual way that you can make a difference.
1: Yeah. Where because that other
0: one, like, the pop star thing is probably not going to happen for you at this point. This one,
1: however, it's feasible. Okay, it's still, still possible. Like, I could end up having, like, a whole, like, series of television shows based around this. And, like, people will come to me like, hi, is your kid short? Let me help them out. Let me teach them the ways of short people. And then we'll go to the class.
0: That's true because you've admired so many short people over the years from, you know, from that guy who was out in front of uh, O'Shea's Casino Well, in that's Vegas different. To-
1: I'm just saying squirrely, squirrelyism is a trait that I think I can teach. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler, here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And I want to remind everybody once again that coming up this weekend on January 27th... Which is a Saturday. Saturday at the Landmark Saloon, we will be having the Fun Employment Radio Experience, which is basically a day to come out, hang out with us. So on... Uh, On Saturday, we're going to be having, A, our VIP experience, which is going to be happening at noon, and the tickets... Are sold out. For
0: that. Are sold out. So, we're so are sold, sold out Thank you so for much, that. everybody, for um, for doing that. We are super excited. Now we can kind of like start planning what we're going to do. We have some tricks up our sleeves.
1: Well, the show is going to be fantastic. So that's the ten dollars part of the VIP the VIP part. Yes, yeah, so that's experience. done. So if you
0: got those tickets, they're done. You got it.
1: Yeah. So you're in on that. Now the rest of the day afterward, that's at two o'clock. For those of you that didn't get the tickets, two p.m. it opens up to the public, and this is public at Landmark Saloon, where we want everybody to come down. And what's going to be happening? Is twofold. We're going to be playing not only Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day will be played. And then on top of that, we're going to be having Fun Employment Radio Bingo, which is free to play. It's awesome at the Landmark Saloon. If you've never been there, it is a wonderful place.
0: Landmark Saloon is our happy place. So that's funny, our friend Eddie in the chat is just saying that Fun Employment Radio is his happy place. It's my happy place too. But my other additional one is Landmark Saloon, four eight four seven Southeast Division. It is just a the like my fav- my favorite place
1: in Portland. Yeah, I mean it really yeah. I mean I like going there because you know, I've I've met everybody there and then the bartenders are all cool, and it's just a fun, warm environment to come hang out in. So if you're not a person that normally goes out, this is the kind of place you want to go to and, and hang out with us on this day because we'll all be hanging out. It's because all it's friends. not full of assholes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Fun Employment Radio people that are hanging out. So and we
0: support an asshole-free environment, as Disney <laughs> <and> Mark <laughs> Saloon.
1: We very much do support mm. asshole-free environments. But also,
0: so with this bingo, so of course, uh, if you don't have tickets to the VIP thing, don't worry about it. There's still like plenty of hours to come hang out with us, so we do have Groundhog Day playing. The bingo. Also, I went to Asylum today, PDX Asylum, located right there on Thirty uh, Seventh and Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard, and I picked up some prizes. Some
1: prizes. We have
0: some incredible bingo prizes, like a lot of them, and it's courtesy of PDX Asylum. I'm so excited to have these things up for for grabs for people winning, and so you like get the chance to win all these amazing things for free. Nothing nothing, no cost to you.
1: Yeah. Just that's, come that's and a hang out with your
0: friends, Greg and Sarah.
1: All you got to do is show up. Mm-hmm. That's it. So come on down this Saturday, January 27th at the Landmark Saloon. Hang out with us. It is going to be a great time. And you can check out all the details at slash experience. Also coming up on today's show, we're going to be joined by one of my co-workers at Digital Trends, Mr. Caleb Dennison.
0: Oh, Caleb.
1: Caleb is going to be down here hanging out with us. Um, if you've watched any of my work with, with Digital Trends, I'm sure you've seen Caleb at some point. Or if you just go to their website, he's all over it. Uh, so Caleb is also one of the main members of Trends with Benefits, the podcast I do over at and Digital Trends. And he's also your friend. And also friend. And he's going to be down here uh, coming over to the show. We've been meaning to get him on here for a long time.
0: Has he ever been here before?
1: No, he's never been to the studio before. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know. It's, it's strange that it's taken this long. I don't know why. It just didn't work out. So now, though, he's coming over, and he's going to hang out, and um, it's, it, it, it should Are you be. nervous
0: to have your two worlds colliding?
1: It is weird having two worlds colliding. Are you afraid collide. I'm going to
0: say something that's going to embarrass
1: you? Um, I bet
0: you are. Because I don't know, because Greg hasn't told me how to
1: act. Well, what do you mean, how to act? Like, I, don't I don't know. know. Are there are things off limits act. that
0: I'm not supposed to say? Can I ask like how he feels about you as an employee?
1: Um, I don't know if I really want to do that because you're on the awesome air. Employee.
0: No, it's just checking. Well, I
1: mean, yeah, I I like to think so, but I don't, you know, I don't know. That might oh, yeah. Be what if weird. it just goes to horribly? That could go horribly wrong. There's too many wrongs that could happen from that one. Mm. I'd rather not go with that one. Um, but, and now Edward in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, if you're a live subscriber, 6 a month, the first week is free, you get to join into the chat and get to hear everything on air and off air that goes on with the show, and plus all the other great shows on the network. And Edward's saying, I wonder if he told Caleb how to act. No, I don't, no. I could Caleb see needs Greg, no instruction, I don't I mean, think. Greg
0: was cleaning a little bit more today than he usually does. Um. Was spick and spanning this place up. I mean, because it's already pretty clean. Like, yeah, it's not too bad. not
1: make it sound like it's some, like. I mean, what are you implying? You are
0: always so worried about what other people think. No, it's not a mess, but I'm saying, like, you were definitely, like... A little like moving things around a little bit more, like a little more concerned. I did the dishes.
1: That's what it was. That's the secret behind the scenes thing. I made sure the dishes were clean. Um, it was important to you, not to me. So. <laughs> I, well, that is true. If yeah. you listen to the show, you know that is a fact. And no, that's, and that's i would a fair say, like, if statement. you want
0: to keep clean the dishes, then you are so free um, to do so.
1: <laughs> uh, see, Mister Jakey says today on Fun Employment Radio, Greg's Digital Trends Performance Review Live. Yeah, I'd rather not do that. Uh, but I'm thinking more and more that this is a good idea. <laughs> Oh whatever! I mean, I I feel like I do a good job, uh, but uh, but yeah. So Caleb is going to be joining us. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I mean, Caleb, just to give you an idea, if you didn't hear the episode where I was talking about being down at CES afterward, Caleb purchased a bright pink women's Las Vegas hoodie and a bedazzled—I forgot it was denim—a bedazzled denim Las Vegas hat. It's very exciting. Which he paraded uh, down down Las Vegas. So it was. It was Why
0: didn't you get fun. matching ones?
1: Um, you know, that's you can't kind of really stuff match that, like, on that.
0: Friendships. You
1: can't really match on that. I think it more that'd be more like glomming <laughs> on to his star.
0: And Vicky Bada Bing says, "Oh, you should offer him a cold drink from the fridge." Oh, wait.
1: Okay, now that Vicky. actually we can bring that that up on the show because he's a, well aware of the refrigerator issue that's going on here. Good, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I told him specifically, I was like, yes, you can, if you get here early, you can hang out in the green room. Um, but we won't have a cold drink to offer you because the fridge is still broke and I haven't had a chance to go get one. And uh, so he's aware. He's aware of the cold drink issue. He knows about that. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I bet at digital
0: that. trends they don't have problems with people breaking their fridges and not <laughs> yeah. having cold drinks. Well,
1: yeah, we're we're not quite to that level yet. We're almost there. Yeah, so almost, close. So, close. so close, so close to that. Uh, subscribe six ninety a month. The first week is free. Click on all of our links. Come out on Saturday. That would be awesome. Um, all right. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. So let's talk about... We've
0: made Greg uncomfortable. Now that's you've a, made me that's uncomfortable. That's his default like, as soon as uh, he was like, all right, I'm feeling really yeah. awful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks so
1: much for tuning in. I've already, I've already said, said that. that
0: like 17 times.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So let's talk about what we brought let's up at the beginning. Let's talk
0: about your though. aspirations, yes.
1: So, <laughs> and this happened off the air. We were we have like this Facebook chat where we're chatting with some friends, and somebody had... Free stepladders from their work that they were giving away. And naturally, everybody goes to me for those because they're like, ha-ha, Greg needs one. He's short, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's always short jokes, which is fine. I have no issue with that. Um, and it's truth just, be
0: told, you probably could do with a nice step ladder.
1: I already have one. That's, that was my thing. I'm like, how would you think I do not have already have a stepladder for the cases where I need them? Now, I do pride myself on not having to use my stepladder, and this it's because of this. Because I can climb up on anything. Like, I am squirrely. I am like a spider monkey. So can
0: most people with, like, functioning limbs. Can't they?
1: No. I don't think everybody's quite as good as, it, as me. Climbing up things? Like, I can climb up anything and get to the high shelf, just because that's what you have to do when you're a short person. You have to learn how to do that. Like, I can, like, shelves are no big deal. Just boom, boom, boom. I can climb up all the way to the top. On occasion. Like, climb
0: up the shelves? Like, you're putting your feet in the shelves?
1: How else do you use the top shelf in your cabinets? I mean... You know, unless you're a giant.
0: How tall are your cabinets?
1: They're pretty tall. they are got a pretty tall kitchen. Like you're
0: putting your foot inside of a shelf to go and climb up?
1: Putting them up on the counter to get up there.
0: On your counter?
1: Yeah, I hop up onto the counter to get to the top shelf all the time. Oh, well, I guess all that's right. I mean,
0: I've, I have um, shelves that go all the way up to my ceiling and I only use the bottom two out of the five levels.
1: See, if you want to use... But I, don't,
0: but I don't have a lot of, like, Things to put in there, like I don't have spices. I don't cook, so I mean, I don't really have See, anything. I've got
1: a lot of stuff that's just over the years. So if I want to use that, you have to be able to learn how to climb up the counters because you're not gonna, you can't expect a tall person to be there to. Greg, save a lot of day. people
0: are kind of uh, like the same thing. Let me just kind of lump it into one solid question: uh-huh. Why do you think it's a? It's Skill set to be able to show somebody how to do a basic okay. thing that you learn when you're a kid.
1: This is what I'm talking about. Now, you have to carry it on towards adults because people shame you. That's why. People shame you for jumping up on counters to try to get things when you have to do it. And what I'm saying is, I think I can help the youth of America, maybe all around the world.
0: Excuse you to not have shame?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> Because I said that i climbed climb up on the shelves, and our friend uh, Summer talked about her kid, who's... He's, Summer, who's
0: also a small person.
1: Summer's a small person, and uh, her <laughs> kid, what's, let's see, revs like 10 or something like that. And he's he's a short person. He's going to be a short kid, like me. You know, he's probably around the same height I was at that age. And because of that, I think I can help teach him the ways of short people. I mean, there's a few, like, tenets that you have to have.
0: Oh, well, Alex is saying, uh, our friend Alex in the chat, who is also a smaller person... Uh-huh. We know a lot of smallies. Yeah. Yeah. And See? she said, uh, she, she said, I have a really solidly built old kitchen, and I pull bottom drawers out to climb up and reach stuff on the high shelves. And she said, life hacks for short people. Exactly.
1: Life hacks for short people. Wonderful. Well,
0: she coined that.
1: This is That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can come into a – maybe she can be a special speaker one day. You know, come into the class and do a speaking segment on this specific thing about how to use shelves – for that extra climbing power. But, I mean, I learned it when I was a kid in classrooms.
0: Everybody did. It's called recess. You learn how to climb things.
1: It's not the same. It's just not.
0: Wouldn't you get in trouble for climbing on things when you're a kid?
1: Yeah. you got to figure out how to get away with it. Figure out when people aren't looking. Like, if you want to accomplish things... You want to teach same... children
0: how to break the rules.
1: Yeah. Break the rules for yourself. I mean, that's the thing. Break the rules. You know what? If the rules were fair for everybody, shelves wouldn't be eight feet tall. That's not fair, is it? So you got to break the rules... To be to to blend in, can't can't dispute that one, can you? So, it's it's just so stupid. I just don't even know how to respond. I'm saying if I taught a class, if I set it up, um, boy, I really like that. Life hacks for short people. That's a that's really good. I might have to talk to Alex about buying that out. So, life hacks for short people. You know, and we talked about this. Now, again, there's certain tenants that are important. Being able to climb, really good. Working with your environment figuring out, okay, where are the angles? What can I push upon and not break it? Like at the grocery store, like is the shelf strong enough? If I need something from the top shelf, can I stand on one of the lower shelves or is it going to collapse and cause a big scene? Because you got to be careful. So, a weak but, shelf, Do you have
0: to like analyze the structural integrity of the things that you want to stand on? Is that part absolutely. of your like teaching people?
1: 100%. Yeah. Analyze what can I get away with? Like if I push down on this lower shelf and it's full of soup cans and it's – it's too light. Am I going to just knock over or it's like not balanced properly? Is it just going to be cans of soup rolling all over the floor? No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So you got to be able to figure it out. Um, on top of that, you know, so, so there's those things, but working with your environment. squirliness. That's what I was talking about at the beginning. Being squirrely can, come, can work to your advantage. What does it even mean? It means if you're in a, you know. It you look
0: like you're suspect.
1: If you're in a tight spot, you know, you're in a situation or something like that, you know, and especially if you're, Boy, you know, maybe there's some bullies or something and they're picking on you. Being squirrely can really work to your advantage. Because being squirrely is you're quick, you can misdirect, then you're gone. And then on, uh, you know, and then maybe you can talk a little bit. And if you get really good at it, then you can kind of talk some shit as you're running away too. Because that's the other thing that you can throw in there. Like, boom, and I'm gone and they can't do anything about it. So squirreliness Again, this is all part of my class for Who children. Who do you want to
0: teach? Children. Is, okay. I want to
1: teach children. Yeah. So this once once a week class, like on a Saturday or something I like that. I don't think anyone's going to let you anywhere near their children. Well, I'm just saying I think it could be a really good idea. Mm. Squirreliness, climbing, working at your, your environment. Okay, so there's things in the live chat I'm taking a look at here. Um, Mr. Janky, if you're at Greg's house and he offers you a snack... Uh, let's see, it just kind of went away. Uh, if you're offering a snack, take a pass. His disgusting feet have been all over those counters. I clean the counters, but yes, mm-hmm. at some point or another, my feet have been all over those counters.
0: Jesus, Greg. Uh,
1: all over them. Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, let's see, Vicky says, at the grocery store, I just find a tall person. I mean, you're, aren't you kind of wasting your time by that because... A, you've got to find a tall person that's around. B, you got to a nice up, like, tall like, person. You need to have
0: one of those ladders that they have in the library. where you, can just, or like, <laughs> even you carry in, like, with you? Yeah, or even in like fancy bars, they have those sometimes, the slide ladders, where you can like, slide them across the front of the bar, and if you're getting something top shelf, you know, the person walks up the ladder and then gets mm-hmm. that.
1: Oh, yeah. I think,
0: the, I think instead of taking a class with you saying all of this weird shit and like, all these weird rules, <laughs> maybe you could just buy them a ladder.
1: What, buy them? No, because the, do you want to carry a, a ladder with you and everywhere and, you go? Well, I mean... You can't. It's, you're not
0: dealing with shelves everywhere you go.
1: Until they make, like, a little ladder I can put on my backpack and then just, like, woo, put it out wherever I go.
0: Why don't you just carry around a backpack ladder?
1: Well, if they had such a thing. That they is probably do.
0: About. All you have to do is, like, try, tie a couple pieces of rope around a fold-down ladder and then just carry it around with you.
1: A couple of pieces of, well, so you have to, like, have a grappling hook that you throw up over the no, top? No, no, no. Then... What I'm
0: saying is you can just kind of loop some rope through the, um, you know, through the ladder. Yeah. And then hoist it onto your back and just carry it around like a little ladder backpack. And then when you need it, you can just take it off and do-do-do-do-do.
1: That's not how we prefer to describe that sound, but mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Edward says, we like to be called reachers for the tall people. <laughs> oh, that's a reacher over there. Huh, that's a, that's all right. I'm going to start calling Scott Dally a reacher. Then, oh,
0: and no. saying it could be the Greg Nibbler foldable uh, foldable booster box. <sighs> they probably already have. Like, I don't know if they don't have something ladder, like that. Things. Something that's
1: just like really easy and clip on and be like, oh man, I'm at the grocery store. How am I going to get to the top shelf to get the coconut milk? And Then you've got your little. You know what? This oh, could be a business my opportunity. God, there
0: are foldable backpack ladders. Are there? There really are.
1: Are they Bluetooth? I think Bluetooth enabled. What There's something I gotta mean? add. I gotta add in something to it and make it even better. You're right. Maybe the class is the wrong idea. I need to think bigger here. So a foldable backpack. So a ladder. lot
0: of them are for like hunters because so they can get up in oh trees, into trees. Know, yeah, yeah. So they have their backpack ladders.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So you could do one for like the you know. <laughs> The less woodsy guy.
1: It's (laughs) are you less woodsy?
0: (laughs) Are you less woodsy than those fancy ones?
1: Uh, It's being noted that I would think Greg would be all about an excuse to carry a grappling hook with him wherever he goes. That's true. If I could have an urban grappling hook, I would be all about that.
0: What is an urban grappling hook?
1: An urban grappling hook would be something that I could use, you know, so I could get up, you know, into tall spaces, you know, where you just I can like, you know, what a grappling hook is. No. Like it's with a gun with the, where you shoot it up and it's got... Oh, like Batman has. Yeah, like Batman. Yeah. Exactly. Like Batman. Okay. So I think I could do that. Man, I've got a lot of business ideas here. Let's see. You could have... Uh, Carrie says you could have an app that tracks when and where and how tall the ladder was. <sighs> okay. I think that we could really work out some things here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this, this could really work out for me as well. Anyway, lots of business opportunities that are available.
0: Well, I think it, at this I point. still don't think that you're quite nailing it, but you are closer than I thinking closer. that you would be a boy band member.
1: I'm getting closer than I was. I'm getting closer than I was. You know, I think that I'm almost there. Um, so, yeah, if you would like to invest in Greg's back, backpack grappling hook, Ladder? No, boy, I've got to that's really work on That's too much name. going on. Yeah, it's too much. It's just like you. It's just a, a little hook? too much. A greggle ladder? No, that's not going to work out. A nib ladder. Nib ladder? A nib ladder? ladder? It sounds like a.
0: It sounds like a bladder. It does. It sounds. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like, like a urine device. And, yeah. yeah, it doesn't
1: really work out too well when you say it like that. A nib <laughs> ladder doesn't. Doesn't quite have the ring. Maybe I'm it's a for.
0: ladder that also can be like a, a a pee pot, like a pee bag.
1: I'd rather not mix the two in right there.
0: I mean, it's so natural, though. Urban
1: Grappler. Wow.
0: Urban Grappler? Yeah. Is that what you want your name to be?
1: The Urban Grappler. Howdy,
0: y'all. My name's Urban Grappler.
1: No, no. Boy, if I could get that passed legally.
0: You're never going to be allowed to have anything like that.
1: Shortest. Okay.
0: Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Of course, another day, another holiday. Do you know what today is?
1: It's a um, national day. What?
0: It's National Pie Day. Oh, no, not God. Pie Day. Not the Pie Day. Pie Day. Got to get down on Pie Day. Not that song. <laughs> this is an actual like apple pie, a, celebra- a celebration of pies that you eat. Okay. So uh, National Pie Day is an annual celebration of pies. <laughs> That started in the mid-1970s by a Boulder, Colorado, nuclear engineer, um, brewer, and teacher named Charlie Papazian after he declared his own birthday, January 23rd, to be National Pie Day. Is that how you do it?
1: You just say, oh, no, remember? Can I just declare
0: my birthday to be Macaroni and Cheese Day?
1: Don't you remember? I already declared International Greg Day.
0: Oh, no. Well, since 19... 19- July
1: 2nd, if anybody doesn't know, July 2nd is International Greg Day, where you celebrate all of the Gregs kid. in your life.
0: Anyway, so this guy... Andy eat The engineer brewer and teacher guy uh, invented it in the 70s. But since 1986, National Pie Day is sponsored by the American Pie Council, which is actually a thing. <laughs> Abbreviated, it's called the APC.
1: As president of the National Pie Council, what does the National Pie Council do?
0: Oh, let's see. Do they go um, around
1: and inspect pies?
0: I think they approve whether or not something is pie worthy.
1: <laughs> I'm just picturing them all to look like... who is the guy who ate the cheeseburgers in Popeye? His buddy, Wimpy? Ludo? Wimpy. Oh. Yeah, they all look like him.
0: All right, well, I'm looking at this. The American Pie Council is an organization committed to... Quote, preserving America's pie heritage and promoting America's love affair with pies.
1: Oh my gosh, the Secretary of the National Pie Council is showing up. Hurry! Get our pies in order!
0: As America's only purely pie-focused national organization, the APC combines aspects of a hobby club, professional association, trade group, and a pro-pie interest group.
2: <laughs> pro-pie interest
1: group? <laughs> like, who's, yes. who's the group that's going... Like, I am anti-pie. Yeah, there, there
0: must be some anti-pie groups. All right, well, it's, <laughs> I, this is also you know run what? by...
1: Nowadays, there probably is somebody.
0: This is uh, run by a woman by the name of Linda Hoskins, who's executive director of the APC. There you have it. So celebrate <laughs> Pie Day, if you'd like, by eating a pie.
1: As president of the
0: National Pie Council... All right, this next story is out of Alabama. An event that started as a joke on Facebook has turned into an actual real-life Candlelight vigil for a Taco Bell that caught on fire in Alabama. So this was a Taco Bell in this community um, on a place called Zelda Road in Montgomery, Alabama. So it burned and partially collapsed after a small room containing electrical distribution equipment sparked a fire in the building. Well, since it is a you know small town Alabama, people decided to make a joke out of this. And there is an event page created on Facebook calling for a candlelight vigil to remember Taco Bell. The event began as a joke, but it led to over a hundred people congregating at the location to pay tribute to their fallen Taco Bell. Uh, the owners of Taco Bell thanked the community for their support in a statement. They said, "We're already planning our comeback. We'll have a true celebration upon reopening, and hope that all of you, uh, that all of you will be there to join us." From Alabama to Florida, police in Florida say that they have arrested a man who was caught on camera. Smuggling exotic fish from a pet store by shoving them down his pants.
1: Were they in like a bag, or he just would like- first
0: put them in a bag? At first, I'm like, oh, if he's just sticking long fish in his pants, and there, like, like, I, I was like, going to pass this story. Yeah. Over. Uh, so this is in Clearwater, Florida. The police department said, um, let's see. They, okay, so they know who they are. They're just trying to find them. So Cruz Garcia Jr. and his accomplice Crystal Dixon walked into the pet safari store, and Dixon quickly set about distracting the, clor- uh, the store clerk who was working, <laughs> Kayla Kraut.
1: What was she? Like, Boy, you sure look nice today. Crystal
0: Dixon was busy distracting <laughs> Kayla Kraut. What was
1: the distraction that she was doing?
0: Uh, like Maybe like dancing? I don't know. Oh, why
1: don't you tell me what your favorite fish is? Doing a dance? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kayla Kraut said that uh, Crystal Dixon was asking just random questions, anything to keep me occupied. I didn't know what was going on. The security cameras Boy, reported... Wait a minute. Yeah, the security cameras reported uh, recorded Garcia. That's oh, Cruz Garcia Jr. taking electric blue acaras and blue ram. God, why are fish names so hard to pronounce? And blue ram cichlids from a, from display tanks, bagging them and shoving the fish-filled bags down his pants. <laughs> Uh, So, let's see. So, Concerned Citizen Kayla Kraut says, The boyfriend came over to the fish tank over here, pointed at the fish and said, Oh, that's a really cool fish, and then ran out the door. So, he was also trying to get one over on Kayla Kraut. Oh, man. After after Crystal Dixon had already been distracting her for so long. Well, Kayla Kraut said, I immediately went to where I saw them last, and I noticed that there were droplets of water coming out of the tank. I put two and two together. I then knew there was some missing fish. (laughs) Well, the store said the fish, wow, they're pretty expensive fish. They range in price from $18 to $20 a piece. Yikes. Well, Kayla Kraut, able-bodied in mind and spirit, was able to get the license plate number of the pair's getaway vehicle and turned it over to police with the security camera footage. Oh, well, they were cut. Well, Cruz Garcia Jr. was arrested on charge of petite theft. Petty theft? And police are still on the hunt. For Crystal Dixon. (sniffs) Police spokesman Rob Shaw, who fancies himself a comedian, says, I think it's the first call that I've ever heard where someone stuffed live fish down their pants and fled the scene. It's just another day in paradise. (sniffs) And finally, there's a man who is uh, claiming that because he drinks whiskey multiple times a day, that's why he has lived to 105 years old and he's still going strong. He takes whiskey in his tea every morning. This older gentleman. In his tea every morning, He was built, he was born in 1912.
1: So did and, he admit that when he was going to work every day, or?
0: No, I don't know if this is <laughs> yeah. surprise. I've been
1: drunk the whole time.
0: I, <laughs> I got you, got Bill. one on over. Here. I got you. <laughs> uh, so this guy's name is Jack Reynolds, who just seems like like that the, kind, like of a the kind of badass who would be like, yeah, so he yeah. holds. The world record for being the oldest person to ride a roller coaster. Also, he uh, likes to do, like, rip, like rappelling down cliffs and things. So he holds the record for, because they call it abseals in Britain. It's some weird thing. It's, anyway, it's like rappelling. Okay. Like rappelling. I'm not, so he's the oldest person to ride a roller coaster. And he attributes his longevity to the healing powers of whiskey. He has whiskey in his tea every morning. and has two shots of it in a glass with lemonade at night. Two
1: shots in the mo- Oh, And he okay. swears
0: by it. Uh, His daughter says if we ever have a cold or anything, he straightaway just gives us whiskey. That's his (laughs) medicine. And it's not done him bad.
1: ain't done him bad none.
0: Yep. Uh, When he turned 104, he became the oldest person in the world to receive a tattoo. He's also flown in airplanes. So he's just going strong thanks to that miracle liquor they call whiskey.
1: Fantastic.
0: That's your world of crazy.
1: Well, going from whiskey, we do have the whiskey mist coming in here onto the show here in just a minute. What? We'll have to explain. We'll have to explain this. It's Caleb's nickname on Trends with Benefits. Sarah looks bewildered.
0: That's a little. I mean, it just sounds. I, I think maybe you're used to hearing that. No, phrase. I want. I
1: want to know your.
0: Because <laughs> when you hear someone, you're calling someone whiskey mist. That sounds. <laughs> I don't know
1: well we are about to find out because Caleb Dennison is joining us here on a digital on, on Fun Employment Radio I'm already mixing up my shows now oh, crossing gosh. over it's
0: gonna be great guys
1: Yeah, uh, Caleb gonna be joining us here in just a <laughs> second so let's take a break we'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment uh, Radio oh whoops I pulled the I am Ron Burgundy. here when Sarah Presses. The, there we go. Back in a minute. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You couldn't even fit a burrito in there. Like It, it was that bad. It was that bad. No, there was actually one encased inside oh, of it. Oh,
0: did you not show them the picture?
1: No, I haven't seen the picture. I haven't seen the pictures. No. But I
2: in my <laughs> imagination I can imagine you going it. Did you go in with like a, a chisel or did you use hot
1: water or what? How?
0: Oh, Caleb, oh. I'm so glad you're asking. Well, let's All right, we'll
1: explain thing. everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now here on Fun Employment Radio. You know him from Digital Trends and Trends with Benefits. It is Caleb Dennison. Ah, uh, so glad to be here. You're you so to
0: be here. And then you also said the
1: whiskey the whiskey mix. <laughs> Which I
0: think it sounds dangerously <laughs> close to something else and I
1: think Wait, that's... what do you think it sounds like?
2: you know what I I have the dirtiest mind uh, ever but I really don't know where she's going right now with this like it sounds like what it's
0: whiskey and then another um, four letter word that also has an I for the second word
1: whiskey okay okay yeah oh yeah that's bad no one thing is bad the other is very very cool Uh, yeah I Uh didn't think about it that way okay (laughs) now I I get where you're going with that why you had an issue no the whiskey mist is Caleb's name on the show? And admittedly, the first time you hear it, yeah, it, it could be a little confusing.
2: Yeah, I picked that up. Uh, I was walking around. It's like 20 years ago. I'm walking around over by uh, the Crystal Ballroom or something. There was a poster for um, Michael McDonald was coming to town, Aww. right? And and it was like if it says something like if Mel Torme is the Velvet Fog, then Michael McDonald would have to be. The whiskey mist. Oh, and I was that's like, amazing! I was like, that. First of all, why waste that on a poster? Like you could put <laughs> so much. Like somebody yeah. just threw that out there, and it was gold. And I was like, all right, you put it up. I'm pick. You know, you yeah. put it down. I'm picking it up. Absolutely. And so yeah, if, uh, from here on out, the whiskey mist. You all know? right.
0: Honestly, like now after that uh, mm-hmm. description, that's that's magic. Now Jeez. it makes yeah. sense. it works. Yeah. He's the Michael McDonald's the whiskey mist. <laughs> oh, whiskey real mist. quick, Caleb. Yes. That.
1: Oh
2: my God! How did it even get
1: to All that right. level? Yes. I was hoping we were over with refrigerator talk on this show, well, but I guess we do have to explain it. Well, it's still
0: sitting there, broken, isn't
1: it? Well, so, so how... to sum it up, like basically, we we have this, you know, we have our green room here, our studio, broadcast studios here in Southeast Portland. We've got a green room. We got a refrigerator in there. At some point, it got left open just slightly, and so it's a mini-fridge, that had a little freezer section, and so it was just open enough to where it kept warming up and freezing at the same time, so it built up this giant ice block around the freezer section, so much so that we were gone for CES when, when I was down there, and Sarah, we put air best-ofs. So nobody was in here, and so it grew so much that it kept the door open. Oh, it so this close. was like a
2: six- or seven-day buildup of...
1: Oh, it was a while
2: freezing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which that's terrible. We didn't terrible. know what was
0: happening. I know, and then got here yeah. and it was too
2: late.
1: And it, so, at so, it close, as you do, so you, you try have to, to take fix emergency it. Measures, yes. Yeah.
2: So, what did you do? How did you go approach this? Well,
1: it was multiple, mul- multiple steps. You know, I opened. No, the door. it was not I,
0: multiple steps, Caleb. It was one step. No,
1: there was a heat. No, there were multiple steps. First, I turned it off, <laughs> and I got a little space heater. I aimed that at it. I went to Goodwill and bought blankets. And so, you know, because here's the other thing. Like, we couldn't take it out of here because, long story short, my truck... Isn't working, so we had no way to haul it out, and it's pouring down rain, so we couldn't take it out in the parking lot or anything like that. So I was like, Well, we can do this all in here, we're gonna be efficient, and we'll solve this problem right now. It's so great,
0: too. If Mm -hmm. you can imagine a heater with a bunch of old Goodwill blankets like sizzling (laughs) underneath, so
2: the blankets were going to absorb the water. Wow, yeah, see, so it's all you realize, though, that like once all those blankets absorbed all that water, they would be as heavy as the fridge itself, which you might as well have just picked up and taken down, but I can take them
1: in piecemeal, and then you know. It would have it worked out. This is man
2: justification going on right now. Yeah. Full effect. All and right. then the Can pro- we get to the part where
1: you break the fridge? Yes. The problem was <laughs> it didn't... Let's just say it wasn't going fast enough. So I took a wrench and a hammer, and I decided to chisel out around... A giant
0: metal hammer uh, Around,
1: wrench. lightly tapping around That's not the, the freezers it itself to get that large chunk off and speed up the melting process. Turns out... Apparently, on the outside of the little freezer box, that's where the Freon tubes were, or whatever it is, refrigerant tubes. And um, didn't realize those were on the outside. I thought they were just on the you inside. You broke a hole in one. Oh, yeah. And it leaked out. Oh, yeah.
0: He's in there, and I'm yeah, hearing I- him <laughs> swearing, and I'm hearing this, bam. Like, it starts off kind of like, and it starts getting bigger and bigger, and pretty soon he's, like, pounding on this thing. And all of a sudden, I hear this, <laughs> bam, 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 Tss. I'm like, oh my God, Greg, are you kidding me?
2: How long, you realize you could probably pick up a new one of those for like $15 on Craigslist or Facebook
1: Marketplace? Here's the big issue.
2: So on that,
1: the stickers. Sarah has meticulously built that sticker wall of Mm -hmm. famous guests and uh, stickers that listeners have sent in and all kinds of things that are on that. So that part is quite important to her. Didn't realize how important. You
0: did because we talked about it at great length a half an hour before you broke
2: it. So it's a. Yeah. This holds a special so a place issue, uh, yeah. in your heart. This fridge. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. It's Maybe a tough, you could find like the exact same model and just move the doors off that's, of one onto another. You look into that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because uh, how are you gonna? I I saw you post something about like does anybody <laughs> the, does the anybody do refrigerant? <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, if there's a hole in the tube, how does that help out exactly?
1: Yeah. Well, you have to seal that. Well, see, that's where I bought a lot of uh, duct tape, and I try I tried to seal it that way. I don't know if it works because it's all out. So, but I couldn't feel any air coming through there. So oh, I think great. maybe I sealed it yet. Yeah, you know, you have you.
2: some vertical clearance there. I feel like you could probably just put a working fridge underneath the non-working fridge and then so and then, that and then you would a... have another pallet for amazing stickers, some more room. Oh, thank you could goodness. have build oh, on top of it. It's true. And, and uh, think about the Double memories. Double the space. Wouldn't you love to be able to relive these memories every time you saw the old non-working fridge? Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could keep it out magic. and rake him over the coals constantly. It's funny because I told yeah. you I was going to defend you when I came yeah, in here. Yeah, you did. And I just screwed you over. Sorry, buddy. Yep, that... I'm sorry, really the facts
0: quick. turned on you, um, Greg. Yeah. No, I just, like I'm, I I'm still
2: trying to figure out why you were using a wrench as opposed to a <laughs> screwdriver. And I, how I, you bludgeoned a tube open with a wrench as opposed to a screwdriver.
1: More uh, surface area. So I had, I was able, <laughs> my chisel system, there was a reason behind it. Like I could double down, you know, two points of, of contact with the uh, wrench. All
0: right. Well, it is being pointed out that patience was not one of the steps that you took in order yeah, to get that taken care of. That
1: might have well, been lacking. Mm, in, you know, yeah, I guess you We're could
2: have just people, <clears throat> you know? put the heater on there and let it drip. and. Yeah.
0: Well, I jumped the ship the second is, that Greg broke it. I'm I like, and I'm to... out. This was your problem. Your problem. The you did The since this. it
1: didn't work and I just broke it, I still had to be here all day while it defrosted. So I really could have just done that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it melted enough to where it started breaking off in chunks. That's you... a sad day. I'm, yeah. I'm
0: thinking you might have learned yeah. a lesson. That sounded like a lesson learned
1: yeah. a little bit. you know. All right, well, enough about he's The Fridge. I want to
0: hear about Caleb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can compete the... with Broken Fridge. Right, I mean, I mean it's really I mean, a hot topic. How do you topic. follow that? Hot topic on this show. But no, Caleb... Uh, well, I think most of you who listen to the show probably know that I work for Digital Trends, and uh, Trends with Benefits is our show on there. And Caleb is in charge of a million things over there. You're uh, yeah, senior editor.
2: Whenever something needs to get done, I have this problem with just like raising my hand and be like, "I'll do it," you know, <laughs> um, because you know I like to help people out and hook yeah. people up. I'm you know down with hooking people up, and and uh, so yeah, I've taken on quite a bit in my time there. But you know, I mean, you and I go back to when the company was in like a a little tiny, you know, office above a furniture store, Swedish yep. furniture store, out in the middle of nowhere's Lake Oswego. Wait, you,
0: so you guys have known each other that long?
2: Um, so we didn't know each I other. Think we just crossed. Well. We crossed paths wow. a, a few times. Yeah. but when I first came on, and I was looking. Back, um, because when I came on, nobody was doing video at Digital Trends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this was back when you could say, you know, I really feel like video is the future. <laughs> of like <laughs> It's so funny to think back on it now. Right. Duh, uh, YouTube, but... Um, but yeah, you know, back then they weren't doing any video. And I thought, well, this is weird. And I looked back and, and sh- you know, sure enough, they were doing some video. I think the reason they dropped it was because it was a little bit before their time. Yeah. But we've got young Nibbler. Uh, I w- <laughs> I think we should post some, uh, no. some links so that people can enjoy this. Yes. We've got some young Nibbler looking at, like, some archaic, well, now archaic uh, MacBook Pros and some headphones and yeah, uh, gaming some... desktop speakers and explaining yep. tech to people. People. Right. And, and you know they were really good for their time. They were just a little ahead of their time. Nobody yeah. was nobody was watching YouTube for tech videos back then.
1: Yeah, and this was back when Digital Trends was super tiny and it was above a furniture store so I go there on the weekends with Bill and they the furniture store would let us use their furniture for props. So we'd just be moving around furniture, like, oh yeah, this looks like an office. And then I'd sit oh, down. That's and kind film. of fun. So you the,
0: could make your own like backdrop. We a
1: made bit. our own <laughs> backdrop, yeah, because they had cubicles for sale too. So it's like, well, and my favorite part was like
2: the the little IKEA fake plant plants that oh. you would strategically oh. <laughs> keep that coffee you in your face, Greg. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just carefully set that right next to that computer speaker because it looks so much more natural that way. Uh-huh. Of course, yeah, a you know, little <laughs> aquarium of <laughs> fake fish in the
1: background. Well, this is just this guy's office. That's all we're filming at. Oh boy. Oh. I didn't see you there. Hi. Welcome Whoa, to Digital Trends. I was just testing out these new gaming headphones myself. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so when I first came on, you know, I I, I looked back uh, on the, the Nibbler videos and it's like, I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. I can do this by myself. So I brought in my own POS Canon, you know, uh, camcorder thing, and I set it up on a tripod, and I was doing multiple takes and screwing up, and then I was trying to edit my, myself, and I, like, produced a couple of these videos, and eventually – They were like, okay, listen, Caleb, thank you. You know, you're putting so much effort into this, but you're really not good at the cameraman and editing things. So, listen, (laughs) Greg will help you out. Uh, Greg Mumbert, another DT uh, guy, will help you out. And and so uh, we started doing that. And as the video stuff started growing um, and, you know, we started doing DT Daily and stuff like that, finally Greg came back into the fold and now like you're an entrenched major, major part of DT. Oh, um, thanks. But uh, yeah, I mean I have to say that uh Trends with Benefits is probably my the highlight of my week because it's just fun. We get to sit around like this and talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. stuff that we that we're super excited about. Things that are interesting or funny or just straight up stupid. You yeah. know? Um, and it's a and it's a good time. You it know is. it's like a nice little hour off where we can all be ourselves and just chat about stuff like, you know, we would if we were hanging out and having a beer at you know the pub or whatever Mm -hmm. it's good times but yeah i've been (laughs) i've been uh i've been writing for them for like maybe nine years and actually on staff for a little over six and man time flies yeah it's uh it's changed a lot there i think there were maybe like six or seven employees when we got started and now there's like a hundred something or
1: (laughs) yeah and yeah that's a big difference yeah (laughs) like yeah what is it the you know, in the Bank Tower right now. I mean, that's where the main main uh, office is, the tenth floor. Oh, we're fancy now. And then, yeah, and then like offices all Yeah, you've been up and, there. Yeah. Wow,
0: yeah, it is. It is quite fancy. It's
1: yeah. It's a huge. And there are like change. rooms
0: full of like you know techie stuff that you're like mm-hmm. kind of analyzing, but it's like all this like futuristic stuff. That, right. It, it, it's it's toys. Lot. We play yeah.
2: with toys all day. That's yes. yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it. It's not a bad gig. You know. No, it's, which is why I cling on to it with dear life. Yeah, it's awesome. Never going to let that go.
1: It's so much fun
2: working. And then you guys
0: get to go on field trips like going to CES Mm -hmm. and having your look like you had a lot of fun in your videos.
2: Yeah, (sighs) we did. We try to have as much fun as possible. CES is a nightmare. I mean, you talked earlier about you know everybody's getting sick, and I mean you want to talk like that is a cesspool of just germ crazy, you know? Yeah. uh, And and there's no getting away from it. Like everybody's touching everything, and it's
1: really hard too because bumping into you and touching you, and and they want to
2: shake your hand, and you feel weird if you try and do the fist bump instead because it's not as personable and. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing to escape from Vegas when there's 180,000 people descending on what That's a town. Yeah. An entire town exchanging germs with each other. Yeah. For, like, 12 to 16 in hours a day. germs from
1: all over the world. All the germs oh, are there. so many germs. All at once. There's a lot of cross yeah. You're never able to
0: pinpoint, like, what you have, what's wrong with you? No. It's a little bit of everything.
1: No. I mean, that's, like, what I've been dealing with. Like, it comes in waves over the last, you know, two weeks. And I have no idea what it is. I don't know what it is. I've... Contracted. Well, it's a CS. new breed, man. Yeah. I mean, you have a unique germ for
2: which right. there is no cure. You're kind of, you're just kind of coming out of there. That's true. Everybody
1: comes there at once, exchanges germs, and then goes back home all around the world. Oh, and spreads them all. And spreads them all. It's You'd think beautiful. that it would be good for yeah. the immune system. Right. You know, the whole like, hey, man, eat some dirt, you know, <laughs> toughen your immune system. Yeah. Uh, but huh. no, no, it doesn't work it that way. Spreads
0: the germs like the technology. Yeah. But it's, it's, st- <laughs> it's
1: still so much fun. So you can see all those videos, and I posted a bunch of them too. Um, before you did all this, one, well, and also this on the side, you were a musician yeah yeah I play
2: trumpet play professionally trumpet. and uh, I mean it put me through college and you know I've uh, I used to work at who and Larry's a local uh, Mexican restaurant pl- oh yeah playing tequila and la cucaracha <laughs> in between serving fajitas and and uh, jalapeno poppers and crap um so yeah <laughs> trumpet I'm serious trumpet is like played some role in my life at, at all times you know and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to stay pretty busy on the weekends playing weddings and events and stuff it's a co- you know cover band stuff yeah um, and and it's tough, you know, because uh, horns don't always fit into everything. They're the right. last to, to get make hired em. for a band, you know, so uh, you really got to work hard to get gigs and make money in this town. Um, I'm doing okay, thank goodness, you know, knock on wood. Uh, mm-hmm. Did
0: you ever go through a scoff stage? With um, your
2: so there was a <laughs> short period of time I did play with the Cherry Pop and Daddies a couple of times, uh, subbing nice. in. Does Greg um,
0: know this? Because you were a huge fan of theirs.
2: I was. Yeah. 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 yeah they. Uh, I just. I subbed a couple of times, and you know we opened. Uh, you know one of the bands I played with opened for them a little bit later. Nice. Um, you know I've uh, I've had friends in uh, who played in Real Big Fish, and yeah, that was a big deal. That's, that's one a, of my
0: favorites. That's the
1: Sarah
2: still. Band, and I think I'm not the whole ska movement because it kind of brought horns back into the pop music scene right um, which you need if you're gonna like otherwise you're just playing jazz to like eight people in a dank bar you know on the corner um, and I've done plenty of that too yeah but you know in order to make money you want to be playing weddings and events and and you know the band needs to be like eight pieces strong and um, and so fortunately that's going uh, well right now I think Bruno Mars in particular because read it. yeah tons of his music is is rich with horns and um, mm-hmm. there's other RB Jill Scott and others who have horns as part of their thing—it's kind of bringing it back into the mainstream. I think people dig that sound. Like it's one of those things where it adds something nice on a recording, but if you're seeing a band live, the horns just like change the whole Mm -hmm. game. Yeah,
1: I didn't think about that. Bruno Mars did do a lot for horns. Oh yeah, tons. Yeah,
2: yeah, and is still doing it. Like every time he comes out with a hit, it's part of like you know the The wedding party wants to hear twenty four karat magic or um, you know uptown funk or what have you and so that's that it's like we need the horns for these two songs so we'll just figure out parts for all the rest of the songs you know <laughs> and like, and we're there sweet job but you security, still do yeah. your occasional brick house or like September from Earth Wind and Fire or whatever people oh. still love those tunes you know and and request them frequently so thank God I I still can make a buck at it but yeah trumpet has been part of my life like. For one reason or another, since
1: I was you know twelve. Well, I wanted to ask about it, and I was telling a about this. I'm that,
0: fascinated by this. I know what you're going to. Yeah, ask. that
1: you worked for cruise lines. You would yes, go I did. on cruise ships. Like, just were you just playing in the bands, or what else did you do on them? At first, yeah. So, I mean,
2: I, I, uh, what happened was back in um, in 1999, uh, 2000. We had that dot com crash. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember, but like dot coms were a huge thing. And I worked at a local company called 800.com, which was like the first real competition to Amazon for for electronics. Mm -hmm. You could buy TVs and DVD players and actually, you know, CDs and DVD music discs. And um, it was a killer place. I mean, we did a really great job. It was a fun uh, place to shop at. You could call and get help setting up your stuff, you know, which you. you you can't get from Amazon. So kind
1: of ahead of its time.
2: It was totally ahead of its time and it was a great idea but it was too ahead of its time. And when that dot-com bubble burst... Um, I mean, I I saw it coming, and I was like, I need to figure something else out because I'm not going to have a job pretty soon. Like, Mm -hmm. I could just see the handwriting on the wall, and sure enough, you know, four or five months after I left, they were having a fire sale and selling all the desks and computers and and everything out of that place. It it went asunder. It's really too bad. Um, But, yeah, when that happened, I was like, shit, what do I do? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to do with my life? That's happened so many times over the course of my life. And, uh, And I was like, um... I'm going to go do the cruise ship thing. I had a few friends who had gone and done it. Um, they had good things to say about it. So did they
0: do it from just like the musical standpoint or yep. from actual jobs? That's
2: yep. the, cool. The idea is you go out there and you uh, you play music. So you might be uh, in the orchestra that backs up fly-on entertainers. Um, like I played behind Charo and Ben Vereen <laughs> and – Ben, uh, you played?
1: Green. Wow. I don't know I'm who sure. that is,
0: but I know Charo. Oh, my Every, God. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. Coochie,
2: coochie, coochie. Yeah, that lady is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I um, bet she's
1: just batshit. So yeah. do you know before? I mean, how, how long of a time do you have to prepare for that? If you're on that, if you're
2: going out on a cruise ship, the yeah. whole point is that you you can't really prepare. Yeah. like you need to be able to sight read music and nail it the first time. You need to be able to play jazz solos and stuff like that. You need to be able to play in a big band setting. You need uh, and these fly on entertainers. They just they come on the ship and they're maybe there for a week or two. They they fly in, get on the ship, and say Miami or whatever the home port is, and then um, they're on the ship for a little while. They bring charts and they plop them in front of you you have one rehearsal and then go wow Um, so yeah you have to be able you have to be a a real musician who can read music and adapt quickly and and um and so i threw myself into the deep end you know i'm still a relatively young player i quit college because I got a really good gig playing with a local cover band that was making good money at the time. And I thought, I'm just going to be a pro musician and that's what I'm going to do. So this was my next shot at doing that. Um, So I did a little audition over the phone. They accepted me. I started out with Carnival Cruise Lines out of Miami and uh, and, uh, started playing in the orchestra, you know, where they have these big um, light, you know, dancers, singers, lights, uh, orchestra, you know, playing music, and they do these big Broadway-style productions. Um, one of the one of the things that we did was like New York, New York, and it was just all these different Broadway shows stuck together. We did Let's like a it, oh, of like, hits from each watch one. Or something. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we would love that oh, Sarah, yeah. that Sarah would be all that, that actually ended up being kind of a weird thing because um, shortly after uh, I signed onto the ship about three months into the the process 9-11 went down mm. and so I mean I got up at, we I remember we had a, a were more, you on the ship when it happened I was on the ship when it happened I was out of Miami um, we had already taken off uh, the night before and I remember getting up out of bed and you know we had like a safety meeting that morning at 9 a.m. and then I used to sleep until like Noon or one. Oh, yes, you're working the evenings. Well, and it's pitch dark in the cabin. You know, you can sleep until whenever, you know. So uh, I remember having to get up and and hating it because it was a stupid required meeting. And I went into the uh, crew mess to grab some uh, coffee and maybe a pastry or something so that I wasn't hungry. And I walk by. They have, uh, you know, big projection screen TVs back then in the mess. So, you know, you could sit there and watch TV while you ate or just hang out or whatever. So that's where
1: you guys, like, that worked. You could go hang out in that area. Yeah, it was okay. one of the hangout I was wondering areas. about that, too. If, like,
2: like, yeah. I wanted to know
0: if you had secret bars on the
2: Oh, yes, yeah. there yeah. are that's, definitely I, secret bars. Okay, we'll get to that would, here in We'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> but I, I've gone down this road. Now I have to finish. So yeah. Yeah. I look at the TV, and I'm like, oh, they're playing freaking Die Hard again, you know? Oh, oh And uh, later I realized, no, that was actually the real Twin Towers going down. And it was um, it was difficult, um, number one, because it changed everything. Like, security changed. When we got to Cozumel, Mexico, there were, um, you know, militia with you know uh automatic weapons lining the dock all the way to town like there was heavy heavy security implemented almost immediately it's amazing how quickly they reacted um, and it changed everything there were some cruises that were canceled because flights weren't happening you know yeah. planes Couldn't weren't get going anywhere. into the yeah. air the weirdest thing though um like what a lot of people don't realize is that these cruise ships are staffed primarily by non-US citizens like i was one of maybe 11 US people out of about um, 1,100 people, right? Um, and so US citizens are very much in the minority. You have some other North American people, you know, from Canada um, and whatnot. But, um, you know, we're in the minority. And I remember there were people cheering the destruction of the Twin Towers Jesus and the terrorist Christ. attacks. Oh, shit. Because there were a lot of people from certain countries that frankly hate the U.S., you know? And of course, Americans are at their absolute worst when they're on vacation. They are the That's most insolent, demanding, piece-of-crap bunch. Like, listen, people, when you go on vacation, treat the people nice. You know, you don't deserve anything. Yes, you're out there for a good time, but, you know, treat the people who are serving you nicely. Treat them well. Treat you know, them like, like
0: human beings. Like, like, don't be- be- like yeah. a friend. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: If you make friends, with them, they will be your best friend, and you're going to have a way better time. Trust mm-hmm. me. Don't, don't order stuff around. Like, And cruises are worse. Cruises, I don't know what it is about um, Americans who get on a cruise ship, but it's just like, you know, if they're not drunk, they're hungover, and maybe they're just in a bad mood, and they're hanging out by the pool deck, and get me my piña colada now, you know, it's just it's bad news. Anyway, it's uh, it was really uncomfortable, but it taught me a lot about how small you know, we are and how insulated we are in the U S and how our worldview is very much painted by the media. I don't want to go too deep here, but like other people don't see the stuff the way we see it, you know? So there was this huge cultural like aspect to being on the cruise ship that was just mind blowing. And, once you know we got past the 9-11 thing um and you know we had to work together things i actually want to say people felt a little bit closer to each other you know um God. it wasn't all bad you know what i'm saying this it has a happy ending this story yeah. And so we got past it, um, and, you know, uh, we looked out for each other, and, we, you know, we, we made sure that everybody was safe. Uh, but, yeah, for a while there, they had scuba divers uh, going. We brought in a scuba crew whose sole job was every time we went into port, dive, make sure there's no bombs underneath the ship, and then we could take off out of port. Like, they, so much stuff had to change for that. And
0: I bet that must be unnerving to be an American citizen and be out of the country. Like, you know, not anywhere near your home where everyone's going through all that stuff. Yeah,
2: it was difficult. It helped, though, that we were based out of Miami. So, you know, every week we were back in Miami. Um, and uh, and later, you know, I, I switched cruise lines from Carnival to Royal Caribbean. And I got to sail out of New Orleans, sail out of Alaska. Um, I did the Panama Run a few times out of Harwich, England, doing the Mediterranean. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I got to see a lot uh, of the world. But um, the you'd think that the the travel and the destinations and that stuff would be um would be the best part about it but actually like working on a cruise line is the worst combination of like awesome and terrible you've ever had like (laughs) most of like the the waiters and um and uh you know ship cleaners and whatnot are crammed four to six people per room with multiple bunk beds there's definitely segregation going on there where the staff members are a little bit elevated we're allowed to walk in and among the passengers on the main decks, you know. But a lot of people, when they get done with their job, it's down below deck, and that's where you stay. That's oh. where you live.
0: So it's like the hierarchy, kind of like Titanic? Like yeah. a little bit of like, oh, like steerage and then goes like up in the levels, yeah. depending on how fancy definitely. you are? definitely. I
2: mean, most of us are housed, you know, in the bottom, uh, you know, uh, two or three levels of the ship. Um as a staff member, you know, someone in the band, I shared a room with one other person. But we're talking about a room that was six by maybe twelve feet large. Wow! Just, I mean, some tall people, frankly, had to curl up in in their bunk bed. We and we're just talking that, about when about you're tall in that people. bunk, yeah. your nose is like, I swear, your nose is like four or five inches from the ceiling if you're in the top bunk. So there's this hierarchy where you, you know, when your roommate leaves and that replacement comes, you grab that bottom bunk as yeah, quick that's as you yours. can because that's the coveted spot. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's crew-only bars. There's crew-only parties going on. Everyone is sleeping with everyone. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of sex happening on that cruise ship. Oh, I, man. So much sex. I I will admit I was a bit of a slut. Uh, but you I
0: had a wonderful there. time, is what you're I saying. I mean, how
1: much staff did you say? Eleven 1, hundred staff. Um, it, depending for, on the ship, it could yeah. be
2: anywhere from like seven or eight hundred up to two thousand. And yeah. how long are you on that ship? Well, um, the musicians are on there from anywhere from three to six month contracts, and then you so get there for six
1: weeks. weeks time. Oh, that is a long time. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's but, every that's your whole world right you there. there. You live there. so yeah. If you're living, people, sleeping, partying with all those people, of course you're gonna end up. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: There's a lot of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who met their life partner on the ships. You know, wow. they went on to marry those people, you know, and from all different countries. And that was the cool thing was I um, yeah, I got to hang out with a lot of folks from England, uh, all over the UK, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, um, all over Eastern Europe. Uh, I just met so many different people from so many cultures and i learned a whole lot about the world while i was out there it was super fun but yeah there's some dark crazy stuff that goes on and i mean i've i've got stories for days i don't want to bore you or, or dwell on this for too long oh, but oh no not at all but what's uh, a dark story um well uh th- i don't know if we do we want a dark story well there's a morgue there's a morgue on the ship <gasps> I've
0: wondered about that because I watch a lot of Lifetime movies, and on the cruise ships, they have referenced that they're like places where the storing places for if someone dies. Yeah, well, the fact
2: of the matter is, some people go there to die. They, you know, they get rid of their apartment or their home or whatever. Um, They've got their retirement money, and they're just like, you know what? I am going to see the world and have fun until I croak. And so people. People, you know, do die on cruise ships. And you know, they,
1: it's better than home. I mean, that's true. If you have the ability, it sucks for everybody else. But, but uh, uh, there have been there have been uh,
2: some murders that have taken place. People have gotten pushed off the railings. And, while you were on there. Um, uh, there was one instance in which, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's alleged, you know, at the time, but I'm pretty sure that somebody. Um, In a fit of rage, push somebody over, and that person
1: was never. You really have
0: to have a lot of trust to go on a cruise with somebody. Well, you gotta have
1: a lot of trust also to stand near the edge. Mm. Because I've been on one, I've only been on one cruise, Um, but I never got anywhere where, like, I'm also have a little bit of a height thing. So if I looked over the balcony and I couldn't see a balcony right below me, I'm like, uh no, because even that, that's still a long fall. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't trust a stranger next to the balcony, no.
2: The rooms no. with the balconies, and the thing is, you know, everybody's partying, they're drinking, they're getting yeah. drunk. It's so easy to make a mistake, which is why there is so much security on the ship. They are eyeballing everything, and they oh, won't yeah. step in unless they absolutely have to, but they are, you are being watched at all times. So do yeah. they cut
0: people off who are like who are being like, because I know that they're you, paying a lot of money to be able to be on the It's not like
2: here, where if you are visibly intoxicated and potentially you could end up getting in a car and driving away and killing someone, Mm -hmm. it's not like they cut you off for those reasons there. They will let you get as plastered as you want to get as long as you're not being an immediate danger to other people or being belligerent or, or you know, causing trouble or yeah. Um, But yeah, there's I mean, it's just it's a it's a big party scene. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, when we go, we have done specialty cruises where it's all gay cruise. Uh, mm. we did a thing in, uh, out of Brazil where uh, it kind of coincided with Carnival and I mean, just a lot of naked people w- walking around, like the whole culture on the ship changes yeah. depending on where you're going out of, you know? Um, and so it's, it's, it's a constantly evolving life. Like nothing is ever the same, um, and yeah, you know, a lot of, lot of hookups going on. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. I think my favorite thing about the whole cruise ship life is when we do hit a storm and mm. things start rocking big time and the people who just can't hang start getting sick. I remember one time I was walking, yeah, I had to walk through deck six all the way forward to get to the um, orchestra pit. Um, and uh, I remember along the way, you know, it's just rocking like crazy and left and right, I mean, every room, Everyone was thrown up. I mean, it was just an absolute. Mess. Oh my God. Everybody was stuck in their room having. Can a only imagine times. the smells of something uh, like that. You know, it's amazing how well they manage that. You know, it's kind of like an airplane in that it's constantly recirculated air. Wow. You know, the toilets are the craziest thing you've ever. They the suction on these toilets. It's like oh, to in an airplane. It? Oh, it's it's way more hardcore than oh, an airplane. Wow. It's like that times ten. Uh, you it's it's better that you not be sitting down when you flush. It's that's all. I'm <laughs>
0: Don't get sucked in. Oh, Oh, God.
2: God forbid somebody disobey the rule and they flush something they shouldn't. And then, I swear to God, like, one, you know, feminine hygiene product flush could, like, back up the entire system.
0: Oh, man. And
2: then the whole ship smells like shit and it's just, (laughs) I mean... Yeah, it's such a tenuous thing. Like, it's all riding on pins and needles it's constantly. It's an entire city on
1: the water. Yeah.
0: That can be There's destroyed lot- by one tampon. <laughs> by one <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> <not> down
1: <laughs> Taken down by a tampon.
0: <laughs> oh, I would be kind of scared on a cruise ship during a storm. Because have you ever seen the Poseidon Adventure?
1: Uh-huh.
0: That movie scared me when I was a kid. The original one. Did you yeah. ever see that?
1: I'm Not the original one. Huh?
0: Yeah, where it's flipped upside down and yeah. they're trying to get... Oh my god, that gave me like kind of a fear. I think maybe that's also why I've not been interested in cruise ships because I've always been afraid that I'm gonna be, you know, crawling on the ceiling trying to get out and being stuck in there. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) because you've seen Titanic way too many times too though. Well, that's gotta play part of it. But
0: maybe, maybe, I don't know. Ninety
2: percent of the time you're gonna be fine. Like I have been stuck in a storm though where I feared for my life. I Mm. remember one or two of those where I was like oh my god this is just nuts are we even gonna get out of here stuff I mean most of most things on the ship are nailed down like literally bolted to the floor so that they can't go anywhere yeah yeah but you can't secure everything. And I have been in a situation where people were falling and sliding off to the other side of the ship. There actually, there's a couple of YouTube videos out there that you can go look up, like Ship in Storm, and you will see that, you know, people have taken photos of people just flying across and getting injured because it is such a violent situation, you know, and your the gravity situation changes, you know? um it can it can get a little bit dicey out there, but not, you know, most of the time, you're, it's like you don't even know you're on water. It's just a gentle lull. In fact, when I get off of uh, ships, it takes me a good two or three weeks before I can sleep soundly at night because you get used to being rocked to sleep all night <laughs> oh, long. Man. And it's really nice. It's actually really, really nice. Um, but yeah, those are the cruise ship days. And I miss them. Like, I'll never stop talking about them. Like, I'll... All of my anecdotes come from some sort of situation that happened on the ship when I witnessed this happen or that happen. Well, that's or, some
1: crazy stuff, though.
2: That's really cool to have get, had that experience. Yeah, yeah. you get
0: to see something that not a lot of people do. Like, yeah. I don't know. You're the first person I've ever met that's worked on a cruise ship.
2: That, that's crazy. You know, what pisses me off is that uh, when I was there and shortly after I got off, I was like, you know what? Somebody, you know, forget the real world or, or whatever. Like, somebody needs to do a reality show on a
1: cruise ship and now they do. Mm. Like, that's a thing. Well, there's well, they the do one... That fans... Do they do an actual cruise ship, or do they do the, like, private...
0: Well, I've watched the one, uh, we were talking about it yesterday, Below Deck.
1: Yeah, that's the one yeah, I'm thinking that of. It's
0: fucking fascinating. I yes. love that's it. That's like
1: private. Yeah,
0: so it's private yachts that are yeah. rented out by like millionaires yeah. but it's all the lives of all the people who like are the yeah and the assistants. It's so interesting. Yeah, it,
2: take that notion and then explode it uh, like, like a by a thousand. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously because I mean Royal Caribbean and, and, and uh, Carnival and uh, Costa Cruises and all these other big name uh, ships—they will never let a crew on to expose what's going on right. underneath there. Yeah, uh, because they would—it would be a PR nightmare for them. It really well. Would and there's
1: be. a reason it's all flagged out of places outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like those ships are all. Oh like yeah, no, none else. of them
2: are registered here in the U.S. And you yeah. abide by international law, um, and which means that if you do something on the ship that you shouldn't, like if you get caught with blow or whatever, they will—they will kick you out. Um, at the next stop, and you could just end up in Aruba and be like, crap, where do I go now? You know, I mean, wow. sometimes they'll, they'll go ahead and pay for a ticket and get you home, and you'll never work for them again. Uh, but, yeah, I've seen people get booted off the ship, and that's, that's just that's the end of it oh, for you. Oh, that's
0: terrifying. Yeah. And that's it. Good luck finding your way home.
2: Yeah, I remember one of the Yikes. more. T- yeah. I even had to go to, I see a dentist in Mexico. I think that was maybe the most terrifying thing that happened to me while I was on a cruise ship. <laughs> this guy, he just ran his own thing, he didn't have any dental hygienist. His some office, guy. his office was some nondescript door in the middle of nowhere. And, um, and it didn't look like a dentist office, and I go up there, and it's like none of his tools are in the little uh, sanitation wrappers that you would expect oh, no. and he's just coming at me with you know the scalpel and the the hook and and I'm supposed to get a root canal from this guy. all I know oh, a
1: root canal on top of that that's
2: wow. all I know is I don't remember what happened there, and I don't remember getting back to the ship. And thankfully, like, I had a reason for being completely blotto because, you know, if you come back intoxicated, like, I've seen the entire cast of singers and dancers get fired and sent off the ship, and they just canceled shows because I was I was there. We were on one of those pirate ships where they give out free rum punch, <laughs> and they just got freaking loaded. I was too oh, new. Man. I was too new. I was too nervous. Like, I didn't want to screw up my job. Um, so I just watched these guys get completely blasted, and when they got on the ship, they were all flagged, and they were all kicked off as soon as we got back to the home port. Wow. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember what happened at the dentist, and I trust that nothing unsavory happened, but I don't
1: actually oh know God. that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's best horrible. just to leave that yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Don't question. you like, I'm alive. I have all my appendages. <laughs> you
1: really, right. yeah, there's some places Maybe there's where a video somewhere, but, you know. I would be
2: upset if my spleen ruptured or my appendix ruptured while I was out at sea. Like, I just, you know, it's not. Yeah. They do have good medical offices there, but it's it, they're only equipped to handle, like, one or two people at a time. And it's usually when they freaking cut their finger or sprain the ankle or whatever like you don't want to have a have a, a serious medical a spleen emergency coming there. out yeah
1: that's oh, not Jesus. something i would want to do at sea all right well i'm just realizing what time it is that that's I'm sorry. i could oh find gosh, out I no even
0: realize yeah I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is fascinating you could do a whole cruise ship podcast i think you probably could <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah i think you probably behind should. the scenes <laughs> of po- yeah
1: behind the scenes of cruises god yeah i want to know the stories so that go on there more of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Caleb joining us here on Fun Employment Radio. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. I love this. I know. It's, yeah. It's I can't jam.
0: believe that we've never had. You I can't on believe it's been this long either. This uh, does not make it. Greg and I have
2: any. been talking about it for uh, like a year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad it's finally happening. It's finally
1: happening. So, which um, means we have to have you back.
0: Well, you're going to have to come back on a day when you don't have to go back into work. So that way we can have a couple beers and then we can like, oh, sit yeah. here and, and do a little beer, a little drinking show. We haven't had one of those in a
1: while. We
2: haven't had that in a long time. I would love
1: yeah. to do that, yeah. Yeah. Someday when I don't
2: happen. have to go pick up my daughter from school afterwards would be choice. Aww. Yeah, that would probably be better. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. I'll straight. That I'll just Uber, Uber home and
0: separate those
1: yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad is here, hey, podcast This is my new
0: Uber friend, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: God, yeah. Well, see Caleb on everything that Digital Trends does. Uh, He has some part of it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Pretty much. My face. (laughs) And and also Trends with Benefits live on Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Tune in.
0: It's a great show.
1: It is. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So tune in on Facebook and YouTube. We're live on there. And then subscribe to the podcast. Just uh, look up Digital Trends on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe and get the podcast. And where can
0: people, Caleb, where can people follow you? On, um, the, on the social media.
2: So uh, I have a uh, Caleb Dennison on Facebook. I have a journalist page there where I try and post some of the more interesting stories and whatnot. Very uh, cool. t- please don't request me on my private friend page because I'm all, almost uh, out of friends. <laughs> I think like, but the journalist page.
0: #Humblebrag i hashtag unpopular. <laughs> no, no. I just I need to go do some
2: house cleaning and uh, and whatnot. Trying to separate the business from the pleasure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you can yeah, also find me on <laughs> on Twitter at Caleb underscore Dennison at Caleb underscore Denison. Um, those are probably the two best places to, to see what's going on. And you can always find me at Digital Trends um, and email through Digital Trends to get a hold of me if you want to.
0: There's a whole other Caleb Denison I was just looking it up. That guy used to be bro. part
2: of Never Shout Never. Yeah, and what's weird is that he spells his name exactly the same as exactly. mine. Exactly. Which is a little weird. Anyway, he and I had a little bit of a battle to secure, like, Caleb Denison uh, – Dot you know at, at Facebook like the just the regular name instead uh-huh. of like Caleb Dennison six nine eight four two underscore
1: yeah B <laughs> seven
2: um, so we have a friendly I think rivalry I don't know <laughs> anyway he's a very he's a very talented dude but that's not me
0: okay that is, that is not <laughs> shout
1: out to Caleb Dennison dot five so when you see a guy with a chest
0: tattoo in a red tank top um that's not that's not this Caleb
1: no or is it just leave it up to or Mr. is it yeah. It's the mystery them... of your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Greg Proops. Greg Proops. <laughs> uh, send us an email, <laughs> oh, yeah. Radio point. at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. So we'll be back tomorrow at the regular time.
0: Tomorrow? Tomorrow. At noon.
1: Noon o'clock. All right. With more. Now I want to go on a cruise. I kind of want to go on a cruise I'll right take now. you. I oh, will. Let's I will, go on a cruise. I Fun Employment Radio guys. cruise.
2: I'll call <laughs> some friends and see if we can get a discount. <gasps> More money for drinking. Yes. (laughs)